0: This is episode number two with fitness trainer, filmmaker, actor, and model, Haven Nut. Welcome back to the Best You podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, fitness trainer and business owner. We all go through life a little bit differently, but we all have one common journey, and that's the journey to become the best version of ourselves. Each day we try to upgrade ourselves, we want to be better today than we were yesterday. That's why each week we bring you the tools and inspiration to help you become the best version of yourself and find your best you. Thanks for spending some time with me and Haven today. Haven talks about how a major life setback allowed her to create a mindset of positivity and love towards herself. She talks about how making small, healthier choices consistently led her out of her depression. Today, Haven and I talked about how as a personal trainer, you can help provide others with the tools to create a healthier life, but at the end of the day, it has to come from within. A good support system is great, but when it comes down to it, you've got to be able to do it yourself. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and a comment, engage with me, subscribe there. If you're listening on iTunes, make a review, move this thing up the ranks. The more reviews you write, the more people get access to these tools, tips, and inspiration. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with the one, the only, Haven Nut. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Best You. I got the one and only Haven Nut with me here today. Hey. Um, I'm super excited to have her. Um, but I've known Haven for a little bit now, and she does a bunch of different things. I have them written down, personal trainer, group fitness trainer. You do kickboxing, paddle boarding, filmmaker, actor and model, <laughs> a bunch of different things. But before we even get into that, the way I want to start is I want to take you back to a story that I saw you be a little bit open about on social media. And I want to ask you about the car wreck that you had in Los mm. Angeles and what happened and what that did to you.
1: Yeah. Um, I was in, so I lived in LA, went to Pepperdine university and, um, yeah, I was in a pretty bad car wreck. I was sitting in a red light and I was rear ended at full speed while I was at a stop. And yeah, I have to say this wreck changed my life in a lot of ways. I had to walk on a cane for a few months. Mm. Um, I had a really bad back injury, a couple herniated discs and there were a lot of days that I just couldn't walk. Um, And it, you know, I think a lot of people that have dealt with injuries and car wrecks and trauma, they typically will will agree that you go into a state of depression, you kind of get low. And um, I was very depressed. I was in a very dark time, um, very anxious dealing with insomnia, which they all kind of just fed each other. Um, I had already dealt with an eating disorder for a long time. And it just made that worse. And it was the, I wouldn't sleep for three nights in a row. And then, you know, it was just a dark time. It just was my lowest of low. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking like, I couldn't possibly be more low than I am now. Um, and I had that sort of come to Haven moment when I was just looking in the mirror and I did not recognize myself. And there is something about depression that it, it does change you and you, I think there there are moments where you you don't recognize yourself. I know that people that I know and love who have dealt with this kind of stuff, there are moments that I'm just like, that's not her. That's not him. I don't recognize this person. And I had that moment with myself um, of, like, who are you? Like, I I don't recognize these behaviors and what you're thinking and doing. Mm. My eyes didn't look like my eyes. And wow. I had – I just kind of looked at myself and I said, okay, what are we going to do about it, yeah. you know? Um,
0: so how'd you work through it?
1: I I mean, to be honest, I was in a suicidal time. So mm-hmm. that moment was key for me of like, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was, okay, I can't get out of bed because my back, I, I literally feel like a crippled person. Jeez. I feel like all I want to do is just eat my sorrows and negative behaviors and just shut off the world. Yeah. But today I'm going to do what I can. And if it's walking 10 steps down the beach, then it's going to be 10 steps and I'll come back home. And that day it was literally 10 steps. Yeah, small steps. It was 10 step, 10 physical steps down the beach. That's all I could do. And I walked home. But you know what? That was the day that changed everything. Mm -hmm. The next day I walked 20 steps. Yeah. Yeah. And And when
0: I said small steps, I meant it was the small steps each and every day that got you. Oh
1: yeah. Oh Yeah. Then the next day it was, I was eventually doing a mile and Mm. then I kind of started jogging a little bit. I started running a sand hill every day. It was a little bit more.
0: Right.
1: And I don't want to paint this picture that it was perfect uphill battle because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. I had days where I crashed and burned where I didn't want to get up or I, I, my back totally went out on me and then I couldn't walk for a week. Pictures of you know, making a change in your life are not pretty. And I think a lot of times we hear these stories of like, and I just changed my life and from then on it was better. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, It was this the entire time. So how
0: would you remotivate yourself when Mm -hmm. those valleys came?
1: I just remember that moment in the mirror. I remember Mm -hmm. looking at myself of what are we going to do about it? And it was that moment every day of what are you going to do about it? Okay, your back went out today. What are you going to do about it? Okay, let's stretch. Let's eat really clean. Let's make a smoothie for breakfast. Um, It was healthy choices and they were food choices first and then it was exercise choices but it was a lot deeper than that it was the how am i talking to myself today what am i going to choose to say to myself that you're disgusting and ugly and fat and you should just die or that hey you can do this you can work through an injury yeah you are capable of being successful and so it was like that change in tone towards myself um and treating myself better i treated everyone else better Mm -hmm. and It was just healthy choices. Health is so much deeper than what you're eating and what you're physically doing. Right. So
0: So it was really just kind of the practice of Mm -hmm. taking those baby steps of making healthy choices nutritionally, physically, and Mm -hmm. mentally about being able to talk to yourself um, Mm -hmm. a lot better because like anything, like sports, practice, you're going to get better, but some practices aren't always going to yeah. be your best. You're going to yeah. have those down times, but it's just about kind of pushing through those times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your Instagram name has the self-love tag, yes, yes. Uh, tag to it. So I want you to kind of speak mm-hmm. towards, I mean, obviously your story has a play in that, I feel like, mm-hmm. but speak towards why it's self-love and what your message wants to be in terms totally. of
1: Totally. Yeah. So I started self-love um, a couple of years ago and it's really, it's, it's named self-love because as a personal trainer... And a wellness coach and a fitness coach and you know whatever else you want to call me i can only do so much for my clients Mm -hmm. and i i know that because of my own journey people were there to support me but it was me who had to take a look at myself and make the first step it was me that knew what i was going through no one else could do it for me i they couldn't physically walk for me or physically make the smoothie and make those healthy choices it was it was a self-starter you know Mm -hmm. you've got to be a self-starter and once I kind of came to grips with that of like, oh, you like I've got a great support system, but they can't do it for me. Right. You know, and you have that helpless moment. You know, we've all had helpless moments in our life of like, God, I don't know what to do, um, but you've got to do it yourself. Right. And so for me, I want to encourage people and I want to encourage my clients like, hey, I, I cannot do this for you. And the goal is never. That you rely on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would be a really dishonest person if I led clients to believe like, hey, pay me for the rest of yeah, your life and right. I got you. That's not how it works mm-hmm. either. I want them to feel supported and I want to guide them. But I want them to, to come to grips with the fact that it all comes from their self. Right. It's going to look different on everyone. Mm -hmm. The journey to health and happiness is so different on everybody. Mm -hmm. So, and it comes from themselves. Yeah.
0: So you can have the greatest support system as you want in the entire world, but it definitely has to come with Mm -hmm. from within. And I've mentioned to you before, um, before the interview, about someone I follow, Lewis Howes, and something that he talks about a lot is. How he went through life wanting to prove other people wrong, right? And that's how that's what drove him to reach his next mm-hmm. goal and his next mm-hmm. goal. And he would keep achieving these things, but he wouldn't find the happiness or the right. feel the successful feeling when he actually accomplished those things. Mm-hmm. And when he had that realization of I need to do this for myself, mm-hmm. not just to prove other people wrong. That's when his mindset and his life changed um, right. to be able to take that next step right towards totally. happiness. Um, I
1: always so. say that. The only thing better than proving someone else wrong is proving yourself wrong. Mm. It's the best feeling in the world yeah. oh, to yeah. think that to be so stuck in a hole to think I can't do this and I, I just won't do it. To prove yourself wrong is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. It's the greatest achievement. Yeah,
0: 100%. That's cool. Um, and one thing that you did um, a while I, last year, I think you took about five weeks yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> you grabbed Dottie, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. the name of the, the van. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Yes. Um, and you went and just traveled the U.S. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about what why you did that, the decision behind it, and then about the experience and what you learned from that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote something down yesterday. I like to write poetry, mm. and I wrote something down yesterday that is never underestimate the power of a good road trip. Mm. Um, I was going through a a bad breakup last year and um, I was pretty low and I decided to hitch up my camper and go travel for five weeks um, I'm a writer and a filmmaker too um, I kind of set it up that I could work with my clients virtually and kind of set them up while I was gone and luckily it all worked out that I was able to go it was amazing it was it was the best thing I ever did it's okay. the best thing I've done in my life um, to go off and and sort of tone out and get off my phone and tune in with myself, see new places, meet new people. I had the best conversations stopping at a gas station. Like who would have thought that I would have a genuinely good conversation. It's because I wasn't doing this. Right. And I was talking to people and I met the most unlikely of friends who I still stay in touch with. Um, and I saw parts of the country that I've never seen before. And it was just a really, really good experience. And It's completely on brand with what my business is about, which is, you know, self-love and and I'm very much a nature girl and I'm a believer that to be your best self, there's you've got to have this you've got to have this in tuned sense with your surroundings and nature and and that comes with I mean, it all makes sense because of the whole healthy food thing. I'm a believer of, you know, digging a little deeper and doing what's natural. Gotcha. What's you know, what is. And human nature, what is natural for us? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, eating from the earth and, right. you know, being you in go. tune. <laughs> so what do you
0: think your biggest takeaway was mm-hmm. that? Is there anything that you kind of go back to on a daily or weekly basis that that you learn from there that you mm-hmm. maybe apply on, like I said, a daily mm-hmm. or weekly basis?
1: Um, it's, it's taking those steps. Like you just mentioned earlier, um, for me, I kind of last year, I didn't know what to do. I was so heartbroken and really depressed. What do I do about this? Well, I can move. I, I can, I can take a step. You know, if you sit in the parking spot, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm. You can sit in the parking spot all day and think about what to do, but until you're actually moving, it may be the wrong move. It may be the wrong direction, but as long as you're moving, you're doing something right. Yeah. And so for me, I was, I was moving and I was figuring things out and I was self-starting in a sense and I was writing it out and, and figuring it out. So I just say get moving.
0: Okay. Gotcha. That's cool. No, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. That's definitely a great lesson that most people should, should take yeah. away. Uh, so I want to go back to how I started off the interview, mm-hmm. your personal trainer, mm-hmm. kickboxing, paddleboarding, mm-hmm. writer, filmmaker, actor, model, all these different things. <laughs> um, but like you said, and I do truly believe it does all wrap into your Mm -hmm. brand and who you want to be and how Mm -hmm. you portray yourself. But within all these different things that you do, do you find a constant or a parallel across all of them? Mm -hmm. That's the reason that you do all of them or Mm -hmm. the why behind all of them?
1: Right. Well, I'm a lover of stories. um, And I'm I'm a lover and I'm very passionate about seeing changes in people, which is, I think... That common denominator in all of the things mm. in my business, it's someone that, that sparks a change in themselves. Um, they've got a story to tell. I, I'm so passionate about it. And I think that's the common factor in all of these things. Um, from the person who came to my paddleboard class who said she could never do a burpee on a paddleboard. What are you thinking, Haven? Who proved herself wrong and did it? Yeah. To that small little achievement. It's huge. Right. And that parallels to the person in the self-defense class who spoke about her sexual assault for the first time. She's sparking that, that interchange um, to the person who lost 20 pounds because she really, really wanted to, because she would feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story there and there's a story there and, and it's all, it all comes from self-starting. Yeah. So
0: I think that's awesome. I, when you first said it right off the bat, I'm a story lover. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much <laughs> sense.
1: <laughs> I love stories. Yeah. I love a good story. hundred yeah. percent.
0: So a lot of, of personal training as we know and some of the other things you do is kind of holding other people accountable Mm -hmm. to trying to motivate themselves to become better and achieve more every single day. What are your conversations like with people to try to hold them accountable to Mm -hmm. themselves and their goals and how they want to proceed?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's never, I, I usually say, you know, when clients approach me and say, okay, what can I do to get here? I need to lose this by this time. I say, okay, well, my answer is probably not going to be what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but stick with me. Right. Because there's a deeper issue. It's not the five pounds that are the issue. There's something below that that is the issue. Um, let's work through it. And I cannot speak for them because I'm not in their brain. I'm not in their heart and I'm not in their body. And so even though it's it's usually not what they want to hear, I say, stick with me. Let's get on a track it's sol- solving your problem is not going to come from losing those five pounds. Right. That's not going to fix your problem. Mm-hmm. How many times have people done this in their weight and their problems are still there? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really a sub problem of a deeper rooted issue. And so I think I approach that when clients come to me as let's talk yeah. and it's very conversational and it may not be what they want to hear at first because I don't have a magic pill. Mm-hmm. The perfect equation, be nice if we did uh, yeah, right. Yeah. The perfect equation of numbers doesn't exist right. for a perfect body, a perfect weight, happiness. There's no equation that that exists to create that. Um, so it comes deeper. And, you know, as much as we society builds us up to believe that losing those 10 pounds or fitting into that size too will solve. All of our problems yeah, will give us happiness. It, doesn't. it won't. It right. never does. Mm-hmm. And it's such an empty, meaningless goal. Oh, yeah. And so I think just telling them to stick with me, we've gotcha. got bigger goals no, to reach here.
0: I think that's super powerful because one of the things that I've learned from coaching in my own studies and working with people is that the w- word that I really like to use is awaken. Mm-hmm. I think that you know you ask somebody mm-hmm. right off the bat, What's your goal? Or why are you doing this? Yeah. I want to lose 10 pounds. Right. It's like, No, it's not. Give me more. Right,
1: right. right.
0: And you don't even maybe it's like you're straightforward with them and say, no, it's not. Give me more. Or what does that look like? What are you doing Mm -hmm. when you've lost those ten pounds? How is your life different? So it's really about kind of getting down to the root of it and getting them to maybe say something that they don't think about it before, but it just comes out and you're awakening their inner spirit and their goal about what actually is the root of the problem. Right. Get woke. (laughs) Let's
1: (laughs) get woke. I know it's so. If you really think about it in hindsight. When you ask people, New Year's resolution season comes around, right. or anytime someone is trying to make a change, every year we recycle the same goal. I want to get in shape, or I want to lose X amount of pounds. Every year, the same people are saying the same exact goal. Mm-hmm. And I've started this new thing of you know asking them, like, okay, well, I, I just don't get it. Why aren't... When are we, When is the time going to come that we are making goals? Like, I'd like to be kinder. Right. I'd like to be more present. I'd like to be a better listener. I'd like to be stronger. Yeah. I'd like to be more adventurous and spontaneous, a better friend, a better wife, whatever. Where are these goals? Yeah. All, number one on the list is always, I want to lose 20 pounds this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. But what does that mean? Yeah. That really makes no sense. Even just go back to like human nature. I mean, think about a thousand years ago, someone setting a goal as a human being of that, it would, people would scratch their heads and be like, why? Yeah, I don't get it.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's (laughs) that's awesome. I'm actually like super pumped (laughs) that you said that because it was getting ready to lead into what I was getting ready Mm -hmm. to say. And it's a mindset issue that people are thinking about, what they're against or what they need to avoid instead of what they need to aspire to be or what they're right, for. Right. So instead of, I, instead of saying, I want to lose 10 pounds and thinking about all the negative, what I want to get away from, mm-hmm. thinking I want to be able to have 30 minutes where I can run around with my kids and have right. more time to do all these things. Because if you have that positive experience and the positive... Uh, vision of yourself down the road in mind, then you you stay motivated towards the positive more so than avoiding the negative. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's a huge mindset change that people need to mm-hmm. be able to develop. And that's exactly what you got to when you talked about resolutions. Why is it right. I need to right. lose 10 pounds and not I need to develop kindness or patience or listening and yeah. things like that. Every year. Yeah.
1: And I think, to be honest, like we are in a field that there are some snakes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of snakes in the grass that say, that New Year's, you know, comes around and they get really excited and they get excited to sell people lies. Yeah. Hey, I've got the solution for you. It's XYZ. XYZ is nothing mm-hmm. because it's different on everyone yep. and their problems are not they need to lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's so much, you know. So I think I'm excited to have people like you in this industry and I know a lot of, you know, we're not all bad. I know a lot of really, really genuine, good, you know, good intentioned people yeah. in this business who genuinely want to help whereas there are some snakes that say yeah. hey take this product every day for the rest of your life yeah. and you will find happiness mm-hmm. and that's just not true oh gosh it's frustrating <laughs> it is i know it's like we you know we have a society that sells people lies i mean turn yeah. on the tv and all the commercials like mm-hmm. generation after generation we've been selling people yeah. like because this is where it's at because like we talked about it's easier to attack people at the service level of you need to avoid
0: this instead of you need to get this because if you need to get this, maybe it looks like there's a little bit more work and there's going to be challenges in front of it. Right, right. Speaking towards goals and stuff like that, how do you go about, you know, making goals for yourself or making Mm -hmm. what you want to do down the road and visualize that to yourself? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, do do physical goals um, exist for me? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Always. Um, I'm not one to say that I you know, I love my body every single day and it's exactly where I want to be. Right. I'd be a liar if I said that. Mm-hmm. Do I struggle with self-love? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of being a human being. Um, so, yes, I set physical goals, but I try to always root them in something very meaningful. Like, I want to be a better cook, so I want to do this. I want to be more um, rooted in nature, so I'm going to start a garden. Right. Right. Um, you know, I, I want to be more adventurous. I want to be more present. I want to be a better worker, more energized in my work. So I will get up at 4am and do yoga every morning before I go to work. It's, you know, they're usually rooted in other things. Like I want to be better in my relationships and, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do have physical goals and I definitely, you know, I'm not one to, um, and my business is kind of set up and then I don't, I want to get people away from the counting and calculating. Yeah. Because like I said earlier, there is no equation that leads to health and happiness. And so for me, this, when I stopped counting calories and I stopped over reading the numbers on, on labels, I read ingredients every time. I don't eat something that I don't read ingredients on, but the numbers and calculating them and doing no offense, but the Fitbit and, and doing, um, calculating exercise count. No, it's, Mm -hmm. I used to years ago and, the second I, I let all the numbers go and I stopped weighing myself every day mm. um, is when I found freedom. Because
0: you're rooting it in something meaningful right. instead of just a number. Right. It doesn't really mean
1: anything right. to you. There was freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, again, to my clients, they don't want to hear that because they want to they wanna hear that in two weeks they can fit into this. So I say, stick with me. We're going to get you out of the counting mindset. Yeah. The Fitbit is coming off. We're not counting our calories. We're not making sure that we burned so many calories in our workout. It's not. It's not about that. Yeah. It's not about calories in and calories out. We mm-hmm. we know more now. Yeah. Um, and so I I try to get people on a track that is freedom of a healthy, happy lifestyle without calculating and counting everything and yeah. being obsessive. Right. Because that's yeah. not a good quality.
0: Yeah. Gosh, I think we. I feel like we could talk about this stuff. Yeah.
1: I know. Long. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know.
0: No, it's awesome though. But I feel like. We're both so excited, like, mm-hmm. frustratingly a little bit. Yeah, we just want like, totally. to, like, push it forward. Uh, We're just,
1: like, putting it all on the Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. Um, but well, I want to move towards something we talked about B, uh, before we hopped in uh-huh. this interview, and it was the new movie that you just kind of yeah. worked on. Because I think it's super cool towards what your kind of whole mission is with all these things that you do. So yeah. I want you to talk a little bit about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, totally. Um, it is. It, and I got the idea. I went to college for filmmaking, and I've been a filmmaker pretty much since I was a kid, honestly. Um, but I was kickboxing one day, which is where I always do my best thinking and mm-hmm. my best kind of, you know, all my best ideas. A meditative come state. Yeah, for sure. I just kind of black out and do my best thinking right. when I'm kickboxing. Everyone has their thing. For me,
0: it's mowing the lawn.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. See, everyone has their thing. Yeah, I don't it get can be to do really here, random. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was kickboxing and I had, I've been, I got my certification in self defense. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that um, since last year and, you know, still growing in that there's never an an end goal there. I want to keep improving there, but I, um, was working on that. So I started teaching self-defense and I was kickboxing and just had a lot of ideas. I was thinking about a lot of women over the last year who came forward and the domino effect that happened. And I was, as I was hitting the bag, I found myself crying and I was really moved. Um, just thinking about a lot of the people that I know and the people that I don't know personally that I just heard stories about. Um, and I thought of an idea for a film to kind of put them all as a little scrapbook, um, and tell a story about it. Um, and then I thought, okay. And then that would incorporate self-defense and kickboxing. I I could do some cool kickboxing footage in it. And one thing led to another. And the next week we were going down to Louisiana to shoot just me, Chris Hopkins, my camera guy, just crew of two went down to Louisiana Um, Because we were shooting it for a film festival competition called LA Film Prize. And um, I partnered with a domestic violence shelter and sexual assault shelter called You Are Not Alone. It's in Shreveport. Um, And Norma Whitaker runs it. And she is an amazing woman. We talked on the phone. We instantly knew this is the perfect connection. She said a lot of, you know, it's such a sensitive topic that a lot of women don't want to talk about it. Aren't ready yet. Or it's too sensitive to do on camera. Right. Um, but she said, I've got some women who are really eager to talk um, and be a part of your film. So I decided to host a self-defense class for all the women. We brought them dinner. We had sort of an evening event. Um, and then we got to sit down and talk to some survivors um, who told their stories. And it was a tragically beautiful day. Mm -hmm. It was very cathartic. It was very serendipitous. We all kind of came together and it happened to be a full moon. And yes, I'm a little bit gooey. (laughs) And then I was like, wow, on a full moon, all of these women, we had, we didn't know each other before today. Mm -hmm. And right now we are sitting here crying and telling our stories together. And it was just a really beautiful, but tragic gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a day that I'll never forget. And we shot that film pretty much in a day, a day and a half. Um, And it features kickboxing and some self-defense footage and a lot of different women telling their stories their way in voiceover form. Um, The logline in the film is no one tells her story but her. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to stand true to that and that everyone in the film got to tell their story their way. No one told it for them. Because it's about damn time that happens. There you you go.
0: Uh, What do you want the movie to get across? What do you want viewers and watchers of the movie to feel when they watch it?
1: Um, It's, I wouldn't say it's easy to watch. It's kind of dark. I want them to, I want it to be an expression that people can empathize with if they can't directly personally understand it, Um, what it feels like to be sexually assaulted or abused mm-hmm. um the feelings of it and it kind of takes you through the process right no two are alike and i think everyone can agree on that no two are alike it's just like a health journey it's mm-hmm. just like you know finding joy and happiness right. that journey is different on everybody mm-hmm. and so it's kind of this scrapbook experience of what it feels like to go through something like that um the arc of it the emotional arc and I really wanted to point out in the film the physical expression of it all. And okay. for me, in, in my process um, and in my journey through my experience, it, it's been kickboxing as a physical expression to express things that I couldn't find words gotcha. to express. That's
0: awesome. So, yeah. No, very cool. I <laughs> I can't wait though. I wanna watch it yeah, so badly thank now. Thank you. I know it's like you said, it's gonna be dark, but I think it's gonna <laughs> be so powerful and meaningful. Thank that you. I wanna, I hope I wanna so. see it. I really um, hope so. But with one of the questions I like to ask everybody towards the end is um, how old are you now? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven? Mm-hmm. Okay, in ten years you're gonna be thirty-seven. <sighs> You've got goals, aspirations mm-hmm. for things that you wanna do, things that mm-hmm. you wanna create um, in the world and get done. 37-year-old Haven, mm-hmm. what does she look like? What has she done? What's next for you? Mm-hmm. What do you want to accomplish by then?
1: Um, I see it pretty clearly, to be honest. I mean, what I love about life is that, you know, if you told me I would be here a year ago doing what I'm doing, I probably I had a lot different plans a year ago. Right. Um, And so I have a clear picture, but the great thing is it's probably going to look different. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I love not knowing. Um, I do see myself, I bought land recently. It's lakefront um, land, and I'm building my house. So my house is under construction. And the basement is going to be a finished out gym. And I've got my paddleboard company down there on the water is already kind of up and running. I'm doing paddleboard fitness wow. classes. Um, That's kind of my place, my thing. And then I hope to have, I have a lot of basically like little glamping tiny homes okay. that I'm going to build. And I want to have this fitness retreat space. Really, I wouldn't even call it a fitness retreat. It's more... Like a self, self love yeah. retreat. You, you can know? say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where you can come. Um, I want to have a big garden and, you know, fresh, free range eggs mm-hmm. and people can come and stay, get off their phones. It's going to be a disconnected and unplugged experience. Yeah. So when people check in, they give their phones to me. Mm. They, they, I give them a map. They have a trail to their, to their home that they're staying in. There's going to be a disposable camera on their pillow wow. and they check in to check out and check in with themselves. So basically they it's kind of like a spa retreat and that they pick from the menu. Like, oh, I want a personal training session. I want paddleboard yoga on in the morning and then I want this meal for breakfast. And then I want to do a self-defense class and then here's my lunch. So they sort of pick from the menu and they just get to disconnect and reconnect with themselves, nature, real conversations if they're with someone or, you know, just that alone time, that mm. genuine present time that is really neglected we live in a very overstimulated, addicted society i mean we're just a society of addicts and no one admits it we're always doing this we're always you know always it's bam 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 yeah we we, it's so overstimulated and so i want to create um a haven intended there you go it's actually going to be called heart haven because the land is actually directly on the heart of tennessee on a map, it's where the heart lies. And so, in the town is called Hartsville. Wow. And so, it's going to be called Heart Haven, a haven in the heart of Tennessee. And I just want to create a space where people feel safe to better themselves and just kind of take a break. Gotcha. Check that, in.
0: I want to come. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You've got to come out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um,
0: so, before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge mm-hmm. you for a second for having the sense and wherewithal, wherewithal to... Find that root in what I said, the word awaken mm-hmm. and try to bring it out of people and make them realize what it is that they actually want to accomplish mm-hmm. and not, instead of just losing the five or the 10 pounds and wanting right. to empower people to feel stronger and to bring themselves up through your experiences and everything like that. So I think mm-hmm. this is awesome. And this oh, has been such you. a fun interview. Thank um, you. Also let everybody know. So when you got the retreat up and running, where can people find you online, social mm-hmm. media, all that kind of stuff?
1: So uh, my Instagram handle is Haven underscore self love. And then my website is havenselflove.com. self um, Find me on Facebook Haven nut. And yeah, it's funny. We live in such a social media generation. Yeah. I've got my website, but most people that want to book a paddleboard class or whatever, it's a DM on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. So, there I am. Hate and gotcha. self-love. Yeah.
0: Very good. Slide into her DMs.
1: <laughs> Slide into <laughs> them. <laughs> um,
0: so the way I always finish is I ask the same question to everybody. Mm-hmm. Is I've communicated my passion and just wanting to help people become the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. find their best you. Mm-hmm. And I hate cliches, but I think that this one's here for a reason. I think that there's action steps that people need to take. And mm-hmm. I think it's a constant journey. I don't know if we're ever at that best right, version of ourselves. Right, we right. always strive to be. Mm-hmm. But my question that I want to ask for you personally is if you could do three things or work on three things to help become the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. what are those three things that you could do or work on to become that best haven? Ooh,
1: That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. Three things to be better. Um, procrastinate less. Okay. I'm kind of one that jumps. I'll start a project and then I'll jump to the next. Um, and then I'll go back and finish on, but I, I think I could procrastinate less. Um, be more present. That's something I would like to think of myself as a present person, Mm -hmm. but I think we can all work on being more present off of our phones. You realize the
0: importance of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get off our phones and. When you're, when we're having this conversation, how Mm -hmm. refreshing is it that we're not on our phones that we're actually talking? This is one of the best conversations I've had in (laughs) weeks. So thank you for having (laughs) me. Um, be more present for sure. Um, gosh, I guess be more of a giver. Um, you know, I think that, and that includes being a giver to myself. I think we think of, you know, how can I help, especially when we're in this, this field of work, how can I help others? Well, you know what? Sometimes you need to like work on some stuff inside. I've got flaws and things I need to work on first. So I think being a giver to myself and others would just make me a better person at this point. So yeah, being a giver. Awesome. Well, boom, that's all we got. (laughs) Nice job. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to act. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. If you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review. Help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. You can go support Haven by following her on Instagram at HavenSelfLove or going to our website HavenSelfLove.com. Just remember, life is about stories to tell and Haven absolutely loves them. There are so many ways we can change for the better in this life and it just takes one small step at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.